Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. And our top story today, researchers work to give the elderly a better quality of life. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more is Dr. Jeremy Walston. He is a professor of geriatrics at the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, and he's also the director of the Human Aging Project. Dr. Walston, Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. And I, I really want to get into the, the crux of the project. But I have to ask you, you're a young man. Why, uh, why get into aging and why study aging? Why study geriatrics? Well, I, I had some really interesting um, childhood and uh, young adult experiences that I think got me very interested in this. I was lucky enough to have three of my great grandmothers babysit for me and my siblings when I was a little kid. And uh, but the, probably the most uh, influential person was a woman named Lucille Curtis, who I serendipitously landed uh, in her yard, literally as a, as a college student. I started uh, doing yard work for us, and she was 85 years old. I got to know her well. Turns out she was the first woman ever to work in the Foreign Service. She um, was just incredibly intelligent, well-traveled. She had rode the rails for women's suffrage back in before women had the right to vote. Uh, and, and she really pushed me to kind of go to school and you know go, go on to med school and to learn a foreign language and all these great things. But unfortunately I watched her decline over the years between 85 and 89, functionally, cognitively. And that really influenced me to think about you know, how I could make a difference in my medical career to help people maintain their health and fitness and, and brain function. Um, as they age. So I think just that got me into the field. Well, it, obviously you're very passionate about it. Let's talk about the Human Aging Project and specifically, look, we're all going to age. We are aging. Uh, you know, as we rotate around the sun every day, every 24 hours, we're getting a little bit older and reaching those milestones. But as we get older, we get chronic uh, injuries, chronic uh, pain. Um, it, Talk about the, the, the project a little bit and, and maybe the studying of pain. Is there ways, are there ways that you've found to maybe minimize um, some of the pain and suffering that many of us are going to go through as we get older? Yeah, so, so our approach is really to look at the underlying aging biology. We know that many of these conditions evolve as people age, and there are all sorts of joint and muscle and uh, tissue-specific changes that are happening. Uh, for the longest time, we haven't been able to pinpoint them to basic aging biological changes. And I think our work and the work of many other groups around the country are sort of crystallizing around this, this concept of, of deep biologic understanding and targeting specific biologic changes that will slow the progression towards things like you're talking about pain uh, that develops from some from joint changes, senescent cells and joints or things like that. Uh, so again, our approach is to, to tackle the underlying etiologies of these issues, not just to kind of treat them at the, at the end stage, but to really get in and, and slow that, that aging process. And you're not, you're not Ponce de Leon, you're not looking for the fountain of youth. I mean, really, it's about bettering the quality of life. I mean, let, let's face it, things break down. Uh, the hair goes, I'm, I'm an example of that. And, uh, and we age, so, and, and we're eventually going to go, you know, pass on. So it's not about living forever. 
although I'm sure some out there would like to live forever. I, I personally don't. I like to have a time frame, but I like to live longer and live better. Yeah, I think, uh, again, that that phase of life that usually happens after retirement, sort of somewhere in the 70s, usually people start having functional and cognitive decline. And they that that's the phase. We call it the health span. We want to increase the health span where people are functional, cognitively intact, able to do lots of things, not spend all their time in medical clinics and hospitals. We want to push that out as far as possible in life. So instead of becoming disabled at 75 or 78, we'd love to be able to push that out to 85 or 88, you know, shortly before people die. Um, as part of that, probably there will be a little bit of longevity gain. People will live a bit longer and healthier. So that, that would be a side effect of what we're trying to do. Uh, but really, we're trying to move the health span. And let me ask you about you know, I don't, I don't know if this is part of the project, but I want to ask you, have we, you know, we're obviously we've got new medical techniques, we're living longer. Has aging changed over the decades? Uh, clearly it's changed because we're living longer, but how we age, are, are we, we're not doing as much physical work. So maybe that doesn't, you know, some of us are, they're working in manufacturing, we're working as police officers, firefighters, those are very iron workers, those are very labor intensive physical jobs, but has aging changed over the decades? So I think aging itself, those basic fundamental processes have not, have not changed. They're, they're kind of built into the, the wiring of how, uh, how organisms are made, right? They're happening. There are things that we can do to either accelerate them or slow them down. So I think, you know, physical, physical exercise, healthy diets, um, you know, good social interactions, all are things that we know improve that underlying biology and help people live longer, healthier lives. There are lots of environmental things like social isolation, smoking, lack of exercise, poor diet, obesity, that can really accelerate all of those aging related biological changes. So I think some of the things are in our control. Um, and so based in answer to your question, aging itself hasn't changed, but those those variables and how they impact aging, I think we, we have a much better understanding of those and can intervene on some of them now. Yeah, and I wanna talk about that after the break. When we come back, we'll talk more about improving the quality of life for those of us, all of us that are aging. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We wanna make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 
33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-504-8194. Welcome back. We're talking about aging this morning with Dr. Jeremy Walson. He is a professor of geriatrics at the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. He's also the director of the Human Aging Project. Jeremy, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for breaking down uh, aging and, and talking a little about some of those chronic conditions that I guess we all will face at some point. But I want to ask you to start off by talking about technology and some of the engineering that is going into aging. And this is, this is part of the project and, and part of the team. Yeah, so we, over the last few years, have really made some great bridges with the people in engineering and bioengineering at Johns Hopkins. We have amazing programs in both uh, here, and traditionally medicine hasn't really interacted with engineering, and, uh, and we are in the process of really building those bridges. And one important piece of that is a huge NIH grant that we got last year uh, to develop uh, technologies that will improve the health and well-being of older adults. Let's talk about uh, eyes. Let's talk about eyes for a minute. And, and cataracts, glaucoma, I mean, I guess cataracts are kind of a natural part of, of aging. We're all going to get them. But there's been some developments there in terms of using imaging to, I guess, detect cataracts and then treat them? Yeah. So, so part of one of the projects that we're uh, going to fund is, is a new diagnostic technique. So usually people have to get their eyes dilated and kind of take a, take a long time to do that. But there are ways now with different technologies of lenses and photographs and the use of artificial intelligence that can make that a much simpler process. So there could be a quick screening process now rather than uh, potentially a quick screening process once we do the development with the ophthalmologists. And, uh, and then, you know, help people really inform quickly whether or not they need surgery and save millions of dollars potentially in the process uh, yeah, and so a lot of people's time. And, and vision, and vision, and vision too, right. so right? I mean, it, balancing, it's a balancing act. Let me ask you about sleep. Uh, this is another area, like we need sleep to recuperate, especially if you're working out or you're working hard or you're under stress. Sleep's important. I know you guys, are, you guys the, the project is looking at this as well how to improve sleep and what that means to our cognitive abilities. Yeah, so turns out that sleep is really uh, importantly linked with a lot of the stress response systems in the body. So autonomic nervous system, sort of flight or fight responses, inflammation, uh, stress hormones, all of those things uh, become 
ramped up in some older people. And it turns out that poor sleep patterns really accelerates that process. So it's, again, one of those environmental things that really makes a difference in the aging process and the development of chronic conditions. So uh, one of the projects that we've sponsored in the, through the Gerotech incubator program here is, uh, is a sleep study and a, a device that actually helps to monitor the quality of sleep. Uh, and the, the long-term goal of this device is not just to monitor, but also to impact the ability uh, to stay asleep uh, through some um, uh, detection of, of abnormal patterns, I guess. So once those patterns are detected, then we can figure out ways to um, help kind of soothe them and get people back into the deeper sleep modes that are necessary. Doctor, how long does it take from de developing the research doing the testing, all the things that have to happen to the practical. So when the, the results, like, so if I'm, you know, doctors who are on the front lines treating patients, when can we expect to see um, the results? I mean, does, I, I'm assuming that part of the project, you're, you're writing about these things in, in papers, maybe not you, but the team is writing about things in papers that gets published. Then physicians who are on the front lines are learning about these things and applying these techniques that, so we could see benefit maybe two, three, five years from now? Yeah, so I think the, the biological issues that I spoke about, that those are very fundamental, deep, basic biology research programs that will take years potentially. So imagine we're figuring out why some cells become senescent or, or age to the point that they don't work very well anymore. Once we know that, then we can figure out ways to target them, treat them, get rid of them, whatever the necessary thing is. But by the time you get from a lab cell study to a human subject pill can be a decade or more. So some of those things are in process by us and other groups around the country. And, and some of that might come out in the next four or five years. I think the faster results will come from these engineered devices and technologies, sensor devices, um, things that will help prevent falling uh, things that will help diagnose cataracts, for example, or help with sleep. So those things, I think, will be pushing out the door in the next year or two. And because we're working with many companies now, and that for, with that particular award, I think uh, passing these things off to out of academics into companies will facilitate those uh, results. Me, yeah, and and let's hope uh, for for a lot of people aging. Uh, you know, we're in a aging tsunami. A lot of us are getting older, we get a lot of older generations that we get those uh, results um, quicker, sooner rather than later for the benefit of everybody. Uh, tell me, Doc, before we go, before we end the interview, any chance on hair loss and, and uh, maybe uh, regrowing hair as part of the, uh, the project? Um, well, um, through, not through this particular project, but through <laughs> one of the grants, we are working with a, with a couple people looking at uh, senescent cell changes in the in the hair bulbs and uh, figuring out why they get triggered and cause the loss of hair in some people. So it might be a little too late for you, but yeah, um, uh, unfortunately, say. future generations may be able to keep their heads of hair thanks to yeah. some of the research well, people are doing here. Well, thank God for Telly Savalas and Jean-Luc Picard. That's right. Dr. Jeremy Walston, always a pleasure chatting with you. Good luck with the project, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks. Stay in touch. Bye. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, something you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition 
of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website and, of course, our streaming partners like Amazon, Roku, Samsung, over 100 to choose from. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.